right. This is going to be an interesting topic. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, we don't dive into all of the pre-show combo, Coach, but there are some things that I wrote down and pulled out of it that I want to talk about today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But first, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach. Oh, my name is Greg McNeil. I'm the owner of Coach's Corner. Um, and... You know, general, all-round, helpful individual, Mm -hmm. right? My job is to kind of like help people find what they're looking for in life, what they value most. Well, Coach, I'm going to have to say ditto to that. Um, I also have heard from um, one of our listeners. uh, She said, she goes to a lot of my Fast 45s. Okay. (laughs) She said, I have been listening to y'all's podcast. And obviously, I mean, it's very helpful. I mean, she talked about that. She said, but you guys are definitely, I, I don't know if she used the word blunt, <laughs> but she said it definitely can hurt a little when you hear some of the truth. And that's what, oh. that's what we do. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, kind of like, you know, when Kent was little and he'd have to get a spanking, you know, and he, it would hurt. I hated spanking him, but the pain has to be more than the it, you know the the offense right to get mm-hmm. him to quit mm-hmm. and uh, for his own sake mm-hmm. and uh, so I'd say that's you know to me the uh, person that truly helps other is willing to say the tough things so that's definitely this podcast I think at times for people <laughs> <laughs> well and then we want to say then well that's a good thing right because generally speaking if something hurts us is most likely because we have been conditioned or convinced of a certain level of thinking and behaving. And once we find out it's not appropriate, um, mm. that it doesn't benefit us. So we now we have a habit to break. So it's not always easy to raise your hand and say, you know what, I've been that person or yeah. I've done this or I've thought that. But once you acknowledge it and let that go, then all of a sudden you're going to feel much better now, yeah. right? Because that's what the truth does for us. Like, wow, I was here. Now I'm not. Well, like you say, the gold is in the pain. That's you right. gotta go there. You gotta mm-hmm. deal with all of that stuff. But I am the owner of Genius Communication Coach, business consultant, social media, blah blah. And hopefully soon, Genius Owl, because I'm gonna be an S corp. So I'm just waiting for the IRS to get my papers here. Owl, <laughs> I gotta save some tax money, Coach. Yeah. Talking about paying, <laughs> man. Gotta restructure here. Oh yeah. But okay, I like the owl. Genius Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because owls represent wisdom. All right. And their ability to see all around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I've been pondering this. We had two topics I threw out at you. Your response to the one we're going to do is funny. Uh, but I want to talk about anger. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are mad right now. Well, you know me. That's like my go-to. Like I call them blanket emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people, anxiety is a blanket emotion. Some mm-hmm. people, depression, which is anger turned inward, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, it's an outward anger. Mm-hmm. And we can dive into the news part uh, if you want. But not everybody's mad because of what they hear on the news. You know, they, they may have even legitimate things mm-hmm. going on that has made them angry. Mm-hmm. So I want to discuss the root of anger, and I want to give people some things that they can do. Like, normally we just talk about things, and we're a little bit, what's the word, um, careful of the instruction we give because we have our coaching intensive, right? right? right. But also, sometimes it can be dangerous, like mm-hmm. handing somebody a gun and bullets and, you know, expecting them to know what to do with them, right? Right. But um, what would you say 
is the root of anger because you're the counselor you're the one that has all the letters and you're getting more letters after your name what is the root for your experience and knowledge of anger hmm. you know generally speaking when i um am dealing with someone who's angry mm -hmm. there's a sense that they're not getting something that they want mm -hmm. from their lives right okay. there's a yeah. frustration because generally speaking, if we feel a sense of competence, power, um, capability, mm -hmm. we're not generally going to be angry. Right. Right. Uh, if something hits us, you know, we, we have a condition where it was like, oh, I can solve that. Yeah. But when we, when we describe anger as something that seems to be chronic, like you can't get out from underneath it, it's almost like it's a shadow or a cloud over a person. Yeah. Now you have to put that within the context, right? So what are you angry about, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, not some existential thing that you can't overcome, like what your government is doing someplace else. Now, what are you really angry about? I find that most people, when they're angry, they are dealing with place, things like powerlessness, right? Yeah. Um, there's something that's happening in their life that they may not feel capable of doing something about. They may not be able to handle it. It could be much more domesticated, if you will, like mm -hmm. in a relationship. You're in a relationship and, you know, that relationship is not going in a direction that you want, but you're not really sure that you are ready to take whatever action to change it. Yeah. Um, and so you can have anger that comes from there, too. So right? you're saying like if um, like your last example, you're in a situation and you're just not ready to make that shift or change or whatever it is. It can actually make you angry. So in a way, you're kind of making yourself angry. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, when when anger is not the first emotion, right? Right. Okay, so the first thing that hits you is like, what is that? Is it fear? Um, what is it? So once you process what it is, then you have the ability to take action. Yes. So if somebody is, let's say, we say people are angry, mm -hmm. right? So when I hear that, it's like, okay, they're angry. What's new? Yeah. If we say people are chronically angry, now we have to go to the source, right? Okay. And what I'm saying is when you start sourcing out what that is, generally speaking, we're talking about a sense of powerlessness, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't like a situation, but I just don't feel like I'm able to change it, yeah. right? And let's say you have been living under those conditions for a long time, mm -hmm. right? And a long time is a relative term, of course. Right. Um, but when that's happening, that's generally where people are angry what makes them angry and of course you can go off in so many different directions but i would say powerlessness is a big contributor to i it. agree because i think we have built into a sovereignty yeah you know we are individuals with mm -hmm. unique makeups unique mm -hmm. names mm -hmm. unique mm -hmm. calls and purposes and dreams and things we want to do and so when you have something that most people think it's an external pressure, right? So there's an external something occurring. Then if it threatens your ability to live the life you want, mm -hmm. even though it's not, that's what's mm -hmm. interesting. Right. But the potential of threat mm -hmm. or um, you do feel powerless, you do feel helpless, you feel like things are being put on you and opposed upon, imposed upon you that you did not ask right. nor uh, you know want to deal with then the helplessness and powerlessness then can trigger uh, 
anger. However, I also hear you saying, because I just want to make sure I'm correct, that that's not the first emotion. Because mm-hmm. right. like we were saying, it's a blanket. Right. And that just like everything else, you need to go internally. That's right. Okay. So I um, there's this uh, teenage girl I've been mentoring, and she's just mad. And uh, she's very immature in her thinking. So she's 16, but I would say her mentality as far as processing things and working through problems and articulating what's going on is probably like a 12 to 14 year old. Okay. And um, I discussed that with her parent and, and she agreed. And so we're just, you know, trying to figure out ways for her to hear what's being said because what she's hearing is not what's being said. So it's causing a lot of anger. And I remember she said, well, if so-and-so just would stop doing these things, then I wouldn't do bad things. Mm. And I said, well, so you're 16. It sounds like you want to be 21. But the reality is what you just said is an immature statement because maturity is that you have the power over your choices and your emotion. Mm-hmm. But I find myself even having the same mentality. So, like, I mean, how many of, of us have said, well, if they would just quit doing that, I wouldn't be mad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they're making me mad. Right. So, you know, Coach, we've had plenty of discussions on this whole government thing and then, you know, I haven't even trained with you since inflation just, you know, went through the roof. <laughs> Don't even get me started. But anyway. So the other day I was, I was having this thought and kind of thinking about some of our past conversations and podcasts. I'm like, all right, heal, heal thyself. You know, if, you know, you can't just help everybody else. I am not happy with the way things are. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been for a long time. I don't mm-hmm. like the division. I don't mm-hmm. like where yep. I see things going. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I was sitting there and it's like, okay, first of all, the, the threat that you're seeing from specific areas has it touched you at all? Like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, has it touched me at all? Are my finances impacted? Well, no, I'm getting more customers. Uh, gosh, have I, you know, had to pay extra on food? Not really. I've actually kept it in budget. You know, like I'm now the gas prices. Oof. You know, I got to have a whole, you know, session just to get over when I fill up my tank. You know, but anyway, <laughs> so I was looking at things, realizing nothing has gotten worse in my life. In fact, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Why am I mad? Right? That's right. So what you're saying is just like that teenage girl, just like we do as adults even, you, no one has the power to make you angry. It's, you got to figure out what is the blanket emo- or what is the emotion mm-hmm. And then process through that. Mm-hmm. So what would that look like? So take me as an example. Okay, so I want to do something. I'm going to get for, a free session. For, okay. <laughs> they could always be free, right? Because <laughs> uh, this is what I have to do. Uh, but let me just pick up the the, the 16 or 18-year-old. Yeah, so, she's 16. So yeah. if we're talking somebody that's under the age of 27, mm-hmm. then they are not just immature but psychologically and neurologically, limbic systems the, way bigger the, than the cognitive. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the frontal lobe yet is still not developed, yeah. and that's about twenty-five to twenty-seven. As a matter right. of fact, that's a project that I'm actually working on for someone. Okay, that you have to consider when you're in this age group. You cannot assume 
you know, what we call like assumption of capability. You can't make the assumption that this age group is going to think like this age group. They don't. Their brain is not fully formed. So that's one thing. Wow. And a lot of military people are under 26 and 27. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, when that, you know, Mm. you put an 18 year old in that type of a situation. Killing okay. off people. You can mm-hmm. do everything wow. except go and buy alcohol, yeah. right? Yeah. So when somebody goes and buy alcohol and you do this type of thing and then it's like you full of stuff, then none of that is atypical, Yeah. yeah. right? It's not. Um, it's unfortunate what happens, but if you look at it, strictly speaking, it's like you shouldn't be surprised by that. But what you should do is you should have another way to be able to address it. But that's another yes, conversation, another, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so you, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Then I'm like, okay, so you have everything that you want. Mm -hmm. Your business is doing well. Mm -hmm. And all of these externalized situations is happening. They're not really impacting your life. No. Right. And the other thing is too, that there's nothing that you have right now that you can keep. Right. Okay. So we have to, we have to make sure that we're dealing with concrete things in our mind so we know how to handle what we're thinking about. So when you sit down and it's like, wow, well, I love my husband. He Mm -hmm. loves me. Mm -hmm. I love my children. They love me. They're happy. They're doing everything. So my life then, when I look at... they don't live here anymore. Well, that's all right, but they shouldn't. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, you gotta let that one go. You can't be mad about that one. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Kids, you need your own life. <laughs> but let's just say like that script that you have right there, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do sometimes. We have to literally just stop and look at what we're doing. Because when you get to where you are right now, where I'm at, and most of our listeners, we are really conditioned to focus on externalized things and make them our own, right? We can't help it. Mm. Why is that? Because that's what they have around you. And this is why we have to really watch what we allow ourselves to digest. So when you step back and you look up and you say, look, you know, this is not really impacting me. I mean, you know, my life is good. And okay, the gas prices went up, but I drive a four-cylinder vehicle. (laughs) Yeah, as that turbo coach. May have to we may have to take our cars out to the eighth mile, you know. See okay, you, yeah. Mike well, outran a Camaro the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, right. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So, but I like what you just said, where we look at the externals and then own them. That's exactly right. When actually they're not ours at all, and they're, you know, there there's no imp. That's what was I was thinking about. There's no impact. I'm not having any impact now. I am a big picture mm-hmm. where I look at. You know, there could be some things that might be uncomfortable for some. I do remember back in the day when we were real poor, something like this would have been devastating for us. You know, gas prices, I mean, it would have been very difficult. But that past situation no longer exists. No, and even if it were Mm -hmm. happening right now, you can't change your mentality the mentality that took you from where you are to where you are right now is the same mentality that would take you from where you are right now to where you need to go. Right. Right. So if you have a form of successful and persistent thinking, it's going to help you no matter what's happening. What right? situation you're in. Exactly. Yep. So 
In terms of what's happening on the planet, to be quite honest with you, there is nothing that's happening on the planet that's so terrible than what has been happening at other epochs, times in history, history, right? Yeah, I agree. It, It can seem like it. Because of what we are now exposed to. Mm-hmm. If you didn't read the paper 25 years ago, you probably didn't know it unless somebody read a paper and told you about what was happening right. when you heard it someplace else. Now they can put news in front of you all the time. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a strategy. Yes, it is. You know, people need to understand that that's a strategy. But well, let me back up. To, yeah, go ahead. I want to make ahead. sure that. So when you recognize that you are externalizing something that doesn't have anything to do with you, that's when you say, whoa, wait a minute. Let me stop. That's not mine. Let that go. Okay, right? that's good. That's good, Coach. That's the, that's the first thing. So let me just throw something. You can something literally in. say that out loud. You can. And so here's me, right? Let me just say this real quick. This is funny. So... You know, me and my list, right? Yes. I wanted two borables right off the bat. Well, I didn't get them right off the bat. I got one because the first uh, breeding was all female. So okay. I got my girl, Drew. Right? Yes. Well, now I'm sitting at the computer yesterday and I'm working on a document and I look around and I have exactly what I've written down. Mm-hmm. My vehicle is out in the in the driveway, which we're going to go for a ride Congratulations, yep, okay. on your new ride, Coach. Yep. And I got both of the dogs plus Rooney that I want around me. So I'm looking around and I'm like, I have exactly what I want. I have exactly yeah. what I've written down, right? Yeah. So when I sit back and I say, what's going on? There is not a damn thing going on with me unless I attend to it, right? So if there's something happening out there that's that's not going well... I'm not going to be upset with that unless I go immerse myself in some information, right? most likely speculative, that I can't do anything about. Yeah. Well, so I did a um, podcast before you got here for the Work Your Biz Like a Boss, my business podcast on should I raise my uh, prices due to inflation? Because mm-hmm. that's you know, a question a lot of business owners have. Um, I'm not going to because mm-hmm. I don't need to. And there's just specific things I've done because, you know, like when you look at what you're saying, there's also the aspect that these things didn't just materialize. We went after them exactly. very actively. That's right. And uh, and so when I saw the administration that was coming in, um, I told Mike, I was like, okay, we need to sell our rental. Uh, we need to get our building refinanced, get that reduced um we need to get your harley like you know and it was funny because he's like well maybe we shouldn't get this harley you know with the income or the economy and blah blah i'm like no we need to get your harley Mm -hmm. he has a diesel coach Mm -hmm. if we hadn't have made those decisions because of prognostication looking forward to seeing what is coming Mm -hmm. it would be much more difficult right now we'd Mm -hmm. be fine Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't be comfortable right right and uh well, I would find a way to be. But you know what I mean? I do. It, there would have been more challenges to mm-hmm. overcome. Mm-hmm. So we took active steps. And so I was telling people, you know, recession actually is a tightening of the belt. It's losing weight. Um, and wealth never disappears. It just changes hands. Yeah. And so a recession is a perfect opportunity to have some of that change to your hands. Exactly. Right? But there's also key things you can do to make sure you make it through okay in case we enter into one. All right. So with all that being said, 
when I look at what you're saying and how I've been responding and I start questioning my response because it's stupid when I look at the fact that it's not impacting me and I've done things to prepare, what I'm doing then is I'm taking ownership of something that's not mine, a narrative. Exactly. Because we were talking, okay, so, and I, and I do want to get into this. You may have to push this part back a little bit, Coach. Okay. Keep dipping. Okay. Sounds like a dance. <laughs> so Good. I wrote down when you were talking in the pre-show convo that I had this thought. A lot of what's making us angry, actually it almost makes me wonder if it's 100%, is a narrative. It's narrative focused. It is. Whether it's true or false, it's it a is. narrative. It is. Okay. So if we go into the news, so I just want to tackle that because okay. like... Um, I think it was Darina. She posted uh, on our um, our ministry Instagram. All the uh, the news networks are owned ninety something percent by certain organizations and, and people. So that includes Fox. It mm-hmm. includes CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. all of those. They have a job, and that is to create a narrative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you said. So I asked you. I said, "What do you think news is designed for?" Because you said it's designed for one thing. You said to distract, mm-hmm. and I had the thought of to foment a narrative and even to divide because mm-hmm. you got to have chaos or mm-hmm. you don't have news, mm-hmm. and it's agenda driven. Mm-hmm. So, like if we look at the narratives that are being presented to us, it could cause a lot of anger in society. Um, there's obviously an agenda. Mm-hmm. We don't want to dive into that. That's mm-hmm. way beyond our topic. But let's take that to the personal. Mm-hmm. When you look at things in life that we experience anger toward, could our own agendas be threatened or do we feel that someone else's agenda is being imposed upon us? That could cause anger too. Yeah, it can. So so let me just do this. So we're going to just stay away from agencies and we'll just say, what is the purpose? Yeah. Right? So... We go back to the 14th century, right? So we're talking about Italy and how they dealt with what they call like independent states, right? So there was always what we call like the two-party system plus the third. The third was the individual who would send messages to one of the opposing groups. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the third party is what we call largely an invisible individual, right? But they're an influencer. Deep state? Um, (laughs) I don't want to go there, right? I don't want to go there. Um, The global elitist? But anyway, But I'll just say this. I'll say this. Um, It is not an accident that topics that are used to um, divide, frustrate, and distract are things that have been made to feel um, um, like they cannot be reconciled. Yeah. And even though that's not true, it's, it is set up that way so it can't be reconciled, which means, and so you're always dealing with something that you can never fix. So that's, that's part of it, right? So, so it's almost designed to make you feel powerless. It is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. But you have to be able to look at it and really see it for yourself individually because there's some people who think that what they hear is a gospel. So I don't want to, 
you know, I'm not the kind of person that says, hey, look, what you're listening to is rubbish. It's not that. I'm the guy that says, listen to what you're hearing and then really, really think about it. Yeah. Right. So this is why I've always said the person that's bringing you the message is a person that has more money than you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. They live a different life than you do. Right. And as such, they will never have the experiences that you have because they don't follow the narrative that they give you. They live a different life. Yeah. You're the one who are dealing with things that seem like they're always impossible. Yeah. Something is always wrong. There's never enough, right? Mm -hmm. So they put the fear of loss on your mind, right? Which is very powerful. And then they make you think that somebody else is going to take something from you that, that you believe is yours. Um, and then you just go down the line. And so all of a sudden, you're just really distracted and you're always angry. That is a strategy. Okay. Okay, and people need to be able to know that, right? That's a strategy. And I'll just say this real quickly. You'll notice if you don't bring the narrative, the people will calm down. Mm -hmm. They calm down almost instantly. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, when people start um, kind of like listening to the news, mm -hmm. they took the news to your social media page. Yes, they did. That's mm -hmm. right. So wherever you go and talk, we're going to bring that news to you because this is what we know. If it bleeds... Mm -hmm. People it will sounds, read it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And as a listener, if you understand that, then you under, you understand more than half the challenges to your anger. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's like a blanket narrative that you have to question. And I and I, I want to go back again to if you don't own it, you got to stop and say that's not mine. That's not mine. Let it go. So even in the personal things, or if you're working for someone. Uh, that you're angry with them a lot. Okay, so if you take it down to that, one of the things that I would tell people, like if they had a difficult relationship they were trying to deal with, what would often happen is the opposing party, I put that in air quotes because there's usually a conflict there, That's right? That's right. The opposing party would try to put a narrative, mm -hmm. so it's their own record. That's right. Okay, so full disclosure, I don't like country music. I will listen to some. I have a where I'm going. I know your faces. You're like, what? Where are we going to country music? <laughs> you threw me. <laughs> but like, um, oh, the guy that sang with Justin Bieber is, or not Justin Bieber, but oh, so good. But anyway, I don't like country. I'll listen to some Texas country a little bit. You know, Tennessee something. I can't remember what that song's called. But other than that, it's like I want to bang my head on the wall. Right. Okay. If someone was to try to force me to listen to country, we'd probably be boxing. Mm, I got you. Okay. So some people, they like that, and that's their narrative, right? And humans have a really irritating tendency to think that what's good for me should be good for everybody. When you've been taught that way. Right. That's exactly right. Well, a lot of times people have a record playing on the inside that's a narrative, like we've talked about in several podcasts, that they're trying to put on you. So you're the one that's jacked up. You're the one. And they're pointing the finger. And there's always three pointing back, right? That's right. And so I would tell people, you have to say, that's you. That's not me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're saying. Ponder yeah. the narrative. Ponder, you know, like, why are you getting mad, especially if it doesn't have any impact on you, and get to the, the real emotion. Can you can you talk into that a little bit, Coach? Okay, let me just give you something real quick, because this is okay. funny. So I get my ride, right? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, my next door neighbor comes up. He's got a forerunner, right? So he's looking at my right. He's like, ah, damn, man, that's a beast. Da, 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 da. Right. And then he says, man, you know, like if you can handle the, you know, like the gas prices and stuff like that. And I just thought, and I said, this is exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. No one buys a rose bush and then complains about, about the, the thorns. thorns. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me for a second. What I was saying is, you're not talking about my life. You're talking about your life. That's a good example. Right? So mm-hmm. you have a forerunner. I have a Sequoia TRD Pro. Mm-hmm. When I took that jerker on the road, it was windy this weekend going to Albuquerque. So you have to be able to see this listeners like hurricane, right? <laughs> I'm going down that road, you know, 83 miles an hour cruise control. Uh, it's like a freezer, right? I got all the dogs in there. That thing is down to 65. I was not thinking about anything except comfort. And then my wife crawls in the back because she's, you know, I think he might have to go. Let me distract him a little bit. I look over my shoulder. I said, are you comfortable? She says, I am. I turn around. I'm driving down the road. I got a smile on my face like a Cheshire cat, right? (laughs) Right. What's the point is because I'm living my life. So when the neighbor comes over and he introduces a narrative, that narrative had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with him. That's gold, coach. Because people, statements like that Mm -hmm. can immediately zap whatever joy, peace, et cetera, you had if you're not being careful you know, and recognizing, wait a minute, that's your narrative. That's not my narrative, or I wouldn't have bought this car. Exactly. So when I gave him the answer that I gave about the rose bush, mm-hmm. it was a gentle slap, right? It was a shield, mm-hmm. right? So when his comment came, it hit boom, and it went right back to him. Because basically what I said is, you're not talking about me. You're talking about you. So we're not dumpsters just to take in all kinds of garbage. We have to actively, up. Oh, nope. And, and put that up like, and even like voice. That's right. You know, and so if it's not appropriate to voice what you're thinking in the moment, you can still put up an internal shield. And then the minute you have an opportunity, say, that's not mine. I'm not taking that. But you need to be active then in rebuking narratives. Absolutely. I want you, the listener needs to hear you say that again and again and again and again because you really have to be active on that. Yeah. You just really do. You have to understand when somebody is bringing what we call a spell to you, right? When they're not talking about you, but they're talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up and says, like, you know what? You know, I saw your car and everything. I just wouldn't have bought a car like that. <laughs> Time out. Excuse me. Um, I'm not listening to that. It's like, that's that's your comment. You don't need to speak that to me. The reason why that car is in my parking lot is because I like it. And the reason why you don't have it is because you don't like it. And since you recognize that, you didn't need to say anything else, yeah. right? So the fact that you spoke something that has nothing to do with you really indicates where your mind is. That's what you're blocking. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, like when you showed me your ride, what did I do? I was like, oh, wow, I can't wait to get a ride. I'm so excited for people. Yep. When they get new things like that. Yeah. Exactly. That's all you heard me say, right? If I'm saying anything else, I'm not talking about you. I'm not basking in your, your new purchase. I'm talking about my life, which is another form of projected ego. 
ego and BS, I right? I was thinking that, Coach. It's like, you know, where truth confronts BS, mm-hmm. right? I, like when, as you've been talking, what hubris. Exactly. What ego. What narcissism. Uh, to me, humans are naturally self-focused, right? It's like the survival. It's an mm-hmm. instinct. But it is so out of hand because the the I now to be you know full disclosure coach when you were getting your vehicle you know, we've you know been talking about that for mm-hmm. a while uh, and then of course you know from the time we started talking about it to now gas prices definitely have doubled oh yeah and I was like man I wonder what mileage it gets and then I was like but that ain't none of my business you know I mean I didn't even I didn't even bring that up did yeah. I? Now, I was curious on the gas mileage, and I asked that on every single car purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just do that. But uh, maybe my dad taught me that. But i that's none of my business. And so I think we just put our nose in a lot of people's business when we just need to stay out of it. Well, and but this is what's being taught, though. See, yeah. this is what I'm saying. You have to yeah. watch the information that you digest because you hear speculation come down from on high. Mm-hmm. We're speculating on everybody's life. I mean, really? Should we be doing that? Yeah. No, of course we shouldn't. But it makes it possible for other people to say, well, they're criticizing or gossiping. It's like the truth is you should not have anything to say about what somebody's life is. Yeah. But I've had that happen to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, you want to play that game? So I'm patient with the process. It's like, look, I wanted the particular vehicle. I wanted a particular shape, mileage, so on and so forth. So one of my coworkers, she's got a nice little kid tell you, right? It's a mm-hmm. nice ride. So mm-hmm. she's all talking. And one day she's like, well, I know you've been waiting on that ride, but I don't know about that because this ride here, I said, look, your ride is okay, but that's not for me, right? So this is why I went that way, you know? So mm-hmm. this is why I'm spending twice as much money as your sticker price. Yep. Okay, yep. so is that what you wanted to hear me say, that my ride cost more than twice as much as yours, so get out of here talking that BS, right? It was like, it was like, look, your, your, your ride is fine, but, you know, I paid the kind of money I did for my ride because I have this particular lifestyle. And at that point, right, it's like now she had to shut up. Yes. But she introduced that to herself. What I did was gently say, I don't want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) So it it was just kind of like, it's like, let me just take the information that you're using towards me and give it back to you in a slap. (laughs) So darts only find a place to land where there might be weak areas, right? That's exactly right. So wherever like things like that that are thrown out, because you're always going to be around humans, therefore humans are going to always interject Mm -hmm. their thoughts, their agenda, what they think you should do. So those areas where you feel the sting, um, especially like words that are spoken to you to demean, uh, demoralize, run you down, um, those things, if you're being impacted by them, that's probably an area that you need to fortify. Right, Coach? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So one of the best ways, um, here it is, it's not your job to detox toxic people. It's your job to detox the part of you that resonates with their toxicity. Mm. You need to send that to me. I will. You know, and And they always say you need to detox, you know, people from your life. No, 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 no. It's what I hear you saying is it's always 
You got to go inward to the intangibles. We're looking too much at externals, toxic people in our life, blah, blah, blah. Actually, we need to fortify ourselves against those things. That's exactly right. And you have to understand. So this is why I pay attention to language like I do. Yeah. Because when you listen to words, you can tell where they're going to direct your mind. Yeah. Maybe, possibly, things like that. Well, that that introduces doubt in your mind, mm-hmm. right? And so you you learn to start listening through the messages that somebody is bringing you. And in truth... There's only two forms of messages, always. They either build you up, what you call edification, or they are designed to tear you down. Language does, language is not complicated. No, it's not. You know, when you and I see each other, it's like when we're working here, the people that are listening to us know that we deal with each other straight up, right? Yep. Period, right? Yep. We don't have funny language going on. When somebody is talking to you and you're trying to figure out what they're saying to you, it's like, okay, that's not good. Put it up. Yep. Right? Yep. You know, pull up the guard, right? Because it should be, how you doing? Good to see you. Yep. Not, how you doing? Are you all right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, no, don't don't work me like that. Coach, that reminds me real quick before we end, because I want to go for that ride. So I think, I, I don't even know if I shared this on the podcast, but um, there was this lady that I went to church with years ago, and we just... She just didn't feel like a safe person. Therefore, I didn't engage with her much, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I was correct in my assessment, and, and uh, but just her language and the way because mm-hmm. ninety was it ninety three percent of it is body language, That's facial right. expressions. It's an unspoken, mm-hmm. and I could just hear very loudly the unspoken language. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> I was working at uh, a Christian bookstore. The owner, if she listens to this podcast, she's probably going to be horrified I did this, but I don't care. I don't work there anymore. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so she comes in, and I had just gotten over mono. And mm-hmm. when I had had mono, uh, I'd gained like 80 pounds. I mean, I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had to lay around. And so I was about 180. Uh, or, yeah. No, I had gained, I'm sorry, I had gained 50 pounds. I was 180. And uh, so anyway, I had worked with um, P.A. Otero and we found out, you know, different food allergies that I don't have anymore, you Mm -hmm. know, and just different things. And he helped me get back down to what I should be for my height, blah, blah, and confidence. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, I'm working and she comes in and she had had a a gastric bypass, you know, surgery. And uh, she had lost a lot of weight, but she had gained some of it back. And so that's the context. Okay. So I, I'm working, I see her, and I, to, in all honesty, I'm like, ugh. You know, like, ugh. you know, just some people just, ugh. <laughs> so anyway, and if I could have hidden, I would have. And so she comes to me, and you know how women that are just snarky can just kind of look at you and kind of look, you know, look you over a little bit. They get that face. Oh, you mean like somebody that think they have something that you don't have? Right. Okay. And uh, she goes, oh. I mean, literally, coach. Looks like you've gained uh, some weight. <laughs> now, Coach, you know me. <laughs> and uh, I looked at her and I said, actually, I've lost some, but you sure have, met, what, 10 pounds or so? Those are blows. <laughs> now, I'm not proud of that moment. Here I am in a Christian bookstore, at the church with this lady, Throwing right? Invisible blows. I'm like, don't you come in here. And get my personal space and mm-hmm. attack my body. That's right. Because right? I'm going to hit you. That's right. And, uh, oh, she was, 
and just stomped off. I'm like, see you later. You know, like I was, you know. So anyway, she ended up dealing with her business there and stuff. But that, she was feeling that she had gained weight. Exactly. And to make herself feel better, Coach, she attacked me because we want agreement to feel safe, don't we? Yeah, but that we cannot have an agreement to feel safe without truth. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole deal. You're angry. Why are you angry? You want to stop your angry anger? You need to have truth. Yeah. Right. You're sad. Why are you sad? Yeah. Right. You don't have the things in your life that you want. Then you need to have truth. Right. So you have to first understand that no one is able to take anything away from you that you do not give or allow. That's good. Right. Um, including the messages that upset you and create doubt in your mind and in your life and all this other kind of stuff, right? It's like what you want is to reclaim your power. Mm -hmm. And you reclaim your power by being first truthful with yourself about where you are and what you need to do. If you take a shortcut, then good luck. Yeah. And then I'll sum it up with this statement. Mind your own damn business. There we go. You know what I'm saying? There you just go. tend to your own. There we go. Like Mike says, he said, I'll tend to your own rat killing. You know, that's what he says. It's <laughs> one of my favorite. Yeah. All right. So make sure, you know, share this, leave a review, helps mm-hmm. our, our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach, do you have anything to add to sum up? Well, I just want to say this, that, you know, like it's getting time. It's getting close for me. I'm getting ready to, to move. But I'm so excited because our technology is working and what we're doing and that we're going to continue to take you, the listener. We're going to just keep taking you with us. So um, stay with us. Enjoy and keep working on those things that you want for your life because guess what we're doing the same thing and we'll continue to help each other as we go along yeah we the last two uh before this episode were done with a zoom mm-hmm. and some technology mm-hmm. to make sure we could give the same quality that's right and continue our work and that's then <clears throat> the uh, coaching intensives are on hold for now till things mm-hmm. settle but we'll announce when we're ready to open that up mm-hmm. too. And we're going to take it online as well as in person. That's right. You're going to want that, right? Because we're in a different place right now. So get ready because you want to have fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> you might might get slapped around just a little bit, but nothing, nothing hard. <laughs> <laughs> nothing too bad. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you say that one. <laughs> <laughs>